Welcome, give me the little podcast. What's up to everybody out there? Man, I know y'all was missing me on Thursday, but you know, I got sick and shit. I got COVID uh, from a homeless shelter. Yeah, I was in a homeless shelter. I was in a fight and I was just fighting out these bums and shit. And then this one bum, he just fucking coughed on me and I just never was the same again. Nah, I was I was really sick. Um, yeah, man, I had caught the um I had caught just a common cold and shit. It was just crazy. Um, <clears throat> and then I was like addicted to like fucking NyQuil and shit for like a week. Oddly. Um, it made me feel better. I'm not going to lie. It did. It didn't make me feel better. But, you know, it is what it is. So this week, right, Paul Mooney died. Rest in peace to Paul Mooney. That was my fucking guy, man. Paul Mooney, he was an outspoken uh, comedian. They call him the godfather of comedy. He was also a fucking rapist. Um, yeah, so I, I can see it right now. Richard Pryor up in heaven just beating the shit out of him. You know, he used to write for Richard Pryor. Uh, it was, you know, I I think it was really dementia. He had dementia. A lot of people had came out and said it, like Pierre, um, Lunell. A lot of those people who knew him that was really close to him, they came out and said it. Um, during the last few years, he was really, uh, came down with a lot of scrutiny because it was reports that came out that Richard Pryor's son was molested by Paul Mooney. And it was really no fact on that. It was a a lot of rumors that came out around that. And I guess the, it came from Richard Pryor's old bodyguard. And then his son said that, you know, he was molested, but didn't say who did it. And it said that uh, Richard Pryor had a hit out on Paul Mooney. I don't know. I don't know. So that's to explain why I said that. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But rest in peace to him, man. Uh, J. Cole album is sold $288,000 this week um, for the first week sales. They did come in. I think it was really good. Great for him. Um, he's doing iffy in the uh, Africa Basketball League. I don't know. He's shooting air balls and shit. So uh, I think he had a hell of a week when it came to shooting a documentary, releasing the album, and then somehow joining the uh, Africa Basketball League that is sponsored by the NBA. I thought that was really good. I've been really watching the playoffs and stuff. Yes, I'm a big sports watcher. Even though I don't talk about it, I do watch a lot of sports. So the playoffs is heating up. All day yesterday, I was watching the playoffs. So um, it is doing good right now. The play-ins did end with the Grizzly upsetting the Warriors and taking the AFC. So it's been really good, you know, watching that, seeing what's going down in the boxing scene too uh, with Deontay Wilder and um, Tyson Fury. Um, they had to fight. Yes, they, they told them that they had to fight. So um, I don't know. I was really looking forward to Joshua and Fury, man. I was really looking forward to that. I thought that would have been great for boxing. Um, not that Deontay, I, I just feel like, you know, you took that L, man. You should you should accept that. You know, it's kind of like the same thing that's going on with the UFC and Dana beef with John Jones type of situation. How John Jones won a fight um, and Ganu and, you know, they don't want. I, I don't think that they're fighting over the price right now uh, for what I understand. And 
Dana was like, you know, you might as well retire. It just feel like, I don't know. It just feel like Dana's not doing what the UFC, well, what the fans want. If the fans want that, if if John Jones want that, give it to him. But I, I can understand where Dana's coming from. He's like, look, listen, um, you need to fight. Fight somebody else. You know, it is part of their contract. I think they have to do three fights a year. It has to, they're entitled to three fights a year. A UFC has to give them three fights a year or whatever, a propose to them. And he wants to just go straight for the belt. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then they said that Joshua, uh, he has to fight somebody too. I forgot his name. I don't know. But I was just reading, just getting deep into some type of hole of like sports and shit. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, man, this week has been crazy. If you haven't seen Bitcoin has went down, I think the lowest it went down was 31,000. Uh, that's kind of crazy because Bitcoin was 64,000 at the height. And I think last month around April 16th, it was 64,000. Um, it's crazy. I don't know. 50% sell off at this point. Um, it's a lot to explain on why it's happening. It is happening because, um, well, first, all of it is started because of fucking Elon Musk, right? He started all of this with the uh, Dogecoin going down. And um, after he said it was a hustle during the Saturday Night Live skit or whatever the case may be. And it kind of it kind of really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And people started fucking pulling their money out and shit like that because that night it was supposed to reach like a, a dollar, right? Everybody was saying, hold the line, let it reach a dollar. But at this point, because, you know, he said it was a hustle, a lot of people who are unsure about the market, they pulled the fuck out. So, I, I mean, when it comes down to Elon Musk, he kind of fucked everything up. And then I think the next week he said that Bitcoin, you, you will no longer purchase a Tesla with Bitcoin. And then people just started pulling out the money then. So it went from like 55000 to like forty seven. I think, at the time when he said that. And then he said that he was going to pull out. He's going to pull his um his company out that, you know, I, I think in January or February that Tesla, the company, he actually invested part of his shares of the company in Bitcoin itself, and that's when Bitcoin started going up. So he said he was going to pull it out, and then it went down to like 38, and it was really just flying between 38 and 43 around that, you know, around 38, 43, um, $1,000, and then China said that they was going to pull out sanctions. So what China is trying to do is they're trying to create their own currency, basically their own cryptocurrency, and they wanted to regulate Bitcoin, then they end up banning it again. Now, this is not the first time they banned the coin, but, you know, they want to ban it because they want to make their own, you know, currency or whatever the case may be. And they're kind of trying to use the format of Bitcoin. It's just China just fucking up shit all over again. And it's, it's really sad because this shit can really take over the currency market, you know what I mean? Bitcoin could really replace every fiat currency there is. It's just a, I don't know, it's a backhand because you need fiat currency to buy Bitcoin. So then when you get Bitcoin, I mean, how are you going to buy Bitcoin without fiat currency? I don't know. But this Bitcoin can take it because, you know, it's only 21 million Bitcoins that could ever exist. And right now there were only mine. 18 million bitcoins that were only mine at the point of 64,000. Um, once it hits 21, 
God knows what Bitcoin is going to be worth after that. But if com- if countries and companies keep banning it, it's going to be hard for it to get there. You know what I mean? Because they're relying on the dollar still. Um, Ethereum is also, so if you look at Ethereum, Ethereum is matched to Bitcoin also. So if you see Bitcoin go down, you're going to see Ethereum go down. And it's kind of fucked up because it's like, damn, we had Ethereum at $4,000 Last week or whatever the case may be. And now it's at 17, 19, around between 22 and $1,700 that uh, Ethereum is constantly uh, going down. It just really makes it really bad. Everything is really fucked up because now we're experiencing inflation because like I said, and this is why I gave out the reason of why I didn't want no more stimulus checks. It's not because I didn't want poor people to win. It's because I understood how flooding the market with so many dollars and the fact that we made so much money, like we printed so much money, it, it wasn't all given to poor people. Think about it. Was those 1.9 trillions that was given to other countries, that was given to other resources, that wasn't just given to the American people. And if $1.9 trillion was given to the American people, best believe we would have more money than $1,400 checks. So this is why I was kind of against Joe giving all of that money because I understood the inflation rate. I understood that the interest rates on the housing market was going to go up and it was going to be hard for people to purchase homes and things like that. So if you look at the housing shortage right now, the reason why it's a housing shortage is because there's a lumber shortage. They're running out of wood all over the country. So therefore, there's no new houses being made. So the houses that we got is, you know, it's really going up in price. People are overpaying for houses. People are trying to get in the housing market because they're trying to hide their money. Because why? They're trying to hide their money from inflation. And that's why they're getting into the housing market. So it's really becoming in. Hubs are moving. California is experiencing an exodus where they're going to uh, uh, Phoenix in uh, Austin, Texas, in Nashville, it, it's just fucking crazy. You got people from New York going to Florida and Georgia. It is it is insane how much the housing market all over the country is going up. Even used cars are going up because manufacturers aren't making new cars because they don't have the supplies to make new cars. This is all happening from COVID. I don't think we are having the greater, bigger, or... We're not having a greater conversation about it. And I think that's the issue when it comes down to um, to the economy and things like that. You know, it just really sucks that, you know, Elon kind of started this and, it, it, you know, it came from like, OK, why people hate Elon is because he's rich. But I think this is what happens when a company or a person face is bigger than the company you know what i'm saying like if you look at tesla there's no commercials for tesla there's no really type of uh big advertisement for tesla you're kind of buying to this thought of this is the future this is what innovation looks like and elon musk kind of became that that face of innovation you know so i don't know what's really next when it comes to it but i do know that's what's going on in the market and we have to watch what's going on in the market because the stock market is in the red and that's normally going to happen when inflation comes that's normally going to happen a lot of the stock that we brought into a few months ago we overpaid for a lot of the stocks we overpaid for them so so I think now the roosters is coming home to roost and this is what's going on in the market. Um, the who, so the world health organization said that people are dying from overwork or whatever the case may be. 
Uh, I don't know. You know, Japan had really had uh, reports on this a couple of years ago when they said that people were dying from uh, corrosion and things like that, being overworked, um, working long hours. I don't know. I think that uh, countries should reconstruct the way they do uh, weekends, you know, make weekends longer, make it three days, make work days shorter. I mean, we have found out that people who stay home during COVID and things like that, they have... The work was still being worked on. Money was still being made. So I think things should change. I think that businesses, instead of going back to that same thing of people, and that's why a lot of times the unemployment rate is so high is because people aren't going to work because they're like, hey, man, I don't have the skills. I don't want to get paid less money for doing things. When I had set home, got unemployment, I was able to pay my bills. I was able to put my kids through school, things like that. I think the government has to look at that. I think business owners have to to look at that i mean you guys are making so much fucking money rent is went up i mean it has to be something when it comes down to it you know what i mean i don't know but that's how i look at it and i can understand why people are dying or people are getting sick because the human humans aren't supposed to work the way we work you know what i mean we supposed to go out there hunt fucking deer kill fucking bears and shit like that and then go home to our wives or whatever the case may be or or husband whoever know whatever you got um you know, that's what we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to be, you know, working to death. We're not supposed to be working 60 hours a week of our whole lives when humans don't live that long. It's just the way it is. Another thing that's been going on is the uh, New York City Pride. So they had said that they no longer want NYPD there. It's because of what's been going down. I guess, you know, NYPD is still going to, you know, patrol the area, whatever the case may be. But they said that they don't want them as security um, a lot of people have backlash on this, you know, because people that's in the LGBTQIA+, their community has been, you know, a subject to hate crimes and things like that. So they're like, you know, is this a great idea that NYPD, you know, don't want to be a part of this? Uh, or, well, we don't want NYPD to be a part of it. It's just a really a good idea. And, you know, I don't know if it's a good idea. From my perspective, I, I look at it like this. Hey, if... If every other parade has NYPD there, I don't know why you guys don't want them near. You know what I mean? I get it. What's going down with the whole Black Lives Matter and things like that. But I I, I don't think that those problems or those issues are uh, synonymous with the parade. You know, it, not that I, I won't say yes. There's a lot of racist cops. There's a lot of things that are going on that are questionable. I, I do understand that and I do agree, but I don't think that those are connected to the actual issues that of someone, you know, of them looking at. I mean, this is a big parade. Anything can go down. Terrorism. This is New York City. Any it's crazy. Anything could come come or go down in the city. So you having that protection there to me, I think that that's smart, you know, especially uh, a, a people that's been marginalized in the past. Um I just don't think it's a smart idea. I think they are playing into the uh to the trend of cops are bad, you know. That thing has been politicized. Uh the fun in the police has been politicized. Now that it's not a, a, a idea that makes sense cuz I feel like the idea of defunding the police do make sense, but I think you should defund the 
defund the controller office, defund where uh, city funds are going, defund that shit. Look, let's really look at where all city funds are going, not just the ones that are going to uh, NYPD, which is a seven billion dollar, you know, no budget. I don't. I just think that it should be more than just. Looking at it from the police, defunding the police and giving to the community. No, let's look at programs. Let's look at how much programs that are going into the community and which one works and which one don't work. I don't think that defunding the police is the right uh, way of doing things. I just think that we have to uh, slow down, read the room and just uh, speak on it from a real point of view and and find out what works and what doesn't work. And I think that. You know, we just don't know what could happen in that time. We don't know. You just don't know. It could be a great event. It could be a better event. Who knows? But I know. I've been to Pride before. You know, I had sold Nutcrackers. Uh, If you know what Nutcrackers is, Nutcrackers is an alcohol. It's pretty much illegal alcohol. I've sold it at Pride before. And basically, you know, police was chasing after me. I had to move corner to corner. I was selling it on the low. And stuff like that And you know and, You know Police make it safer there I do know that From that perspective But you know They were fucking up my money I actually sold all my I sold all my batch uh, My man He got arrested So But I, I sold all my batch So I hope y'all like my story About nutcrackers and shit um, I wasn't really feeling well After that And you know I was still congested And shit like that But I'm back I feel Crazy, I feel crazy better right now. I feel good. Um, a lot of things been going down within the community right now, uh, about Charlemagne the God. So, Charlemagne had uh got in the middle of this whole beef between Kwame Brown, Matt Barnes, and Steven Jackson. Um, this beef had started when in the interview with uh. Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, all the smoke podcast with Jeannie Bush. I could go check that out. And pretty much they had made like a slight remark, joke or whatever the case may be. And Kwame Brown pretty much, you know, responded. Um, which make what makes this special is that Kwame been quiet for the last 20 years. He hasn't really said anything when the media has poked jabs at him or people have poked jabs at him. He hasn't Really ever said anything You know what I mean They called him a scrub Things like that And I guess you know People He's he's the underdog So If you look on social media right now Everybody's cheering on him Everybody's mentioning Mama's cooking And references like that From his uh His live I, I consider it corny But that's my own personal opinion You know what I mean Um So Charlemagne had pretty much You know Spoke on the situation and a lot of people feel some type of way about it right um i think that his intentions wasn't bad i think that they were in bad faith um i'm gonna play the clip for y'all let me tell y'all something leave kwame brown alone i don't know if y'all know but you could do a little research kwame brown was born in charleston south carolina i don't think i've ever met kwame but i know a lot of his family his family lived in Moss Corner, South Carolina. His father's name was Willie Brown. I don't know how many kids Willie Brown had. I don't know how many siblings Kwame Brown got, but I went to school with his sister, and I went to school with one of his his brothers. Let me tell y'all something. Kwame's father in the 90s, I remember this story. He beat a woman with an axe handle. It was his girlfriend. 
And the rumor was he buried her alive. He buried her in the area that I grew up in, if I remember correctly. I've been trying to call my dad since yesterday to, to, to confirm the whole story because I literally forgot about this until yesterday. But the, the woman died and he got arrested. Uh, if he's still alive, he's in prison for life because he got caught because he left South Carolina after the murder and came back for his paycheck. Let me tell you something else. His other brother, I don't know if him and Kwame were close, but his other brother shot his baby mama several times and then killed himself. That was like in 08. And his other brother, Kwame's other brother, just went to jail for murder like three years ago. All of this you can Google. I'm saying all that to say, leave Kwame leave alone. Him. That man has been quiet for 20 years. He don't bother nobody. Clearly all that, you know, all, all that he's a bust stuff gets to him. And you don't know what people are going through or have been through. But I've seen folks snap for less. And it looks like, you know, Kwame is snapping. And if you look at the history of men in his family, you would know his, his men in his family have a history of snapping. Leave Kwame. I think Charlotte tried to explain epigenetics and he did a poor job at it because it was a real life situation. And people took offense to it. You know what I mean? I didn't really see nothing wrong with it at the time. I felt like that's how people from down south talk. Um, but obviously the internet, they were very hypersensitive about it. And they spoke on it. They said that he was out of the line. And he pretty much, he apologized for it. Um, in between him apologizing for it, a lot of things went on where Kwame Brown pretty much responded and called him rapist. And then he pretty much kicked the hornet's nest by putting out that statement. And it's kind of fucked up because it seemed like he has, you know, his own separate interest in, you know, protecting the brand of all the smoke because they are part of his podcast network. Um the reason why people aren't feeling bad for what's going on with Charlemagne and they're not quick to forgive him right now is because of his past. Uh, Charlemagne was a shock jock in the 90s, in the, uh, in the 2000s, excuse me. And um, pretty much he come from Wendy Williams. That's how they went down. They said shit about people. They, you know, they mask it as being real, but it was a lot of mean things. And I think that Charlotte been trying to clean himself up in the past recent years. But I think a lot of the streets feel some type of way. I think it's two groups that feel some type of way about it, right? You got the group that feels like, well, we are tired of him always getting away with saying what he got to say about people on, you know, how he exposed Floyd Mayweather for the fact that Floyd couldn't read. Um, he has done a lot of things. He talked about Mr. C liking transgender uh, women um, at the time. It was very frowned upon. He pretty much exposed Mr. C for that when the world, you know, looked at Mr. C as, you know, the Biggie's DJ. Everybody loved Mr. C. He pretty much exposed him during a time where, let's say, hip-hop was kind of homophobic at this time. He exposed him. Um, he had posted on the radio about Master Flex beating his wife and things like that. So he, he pretty much threw stones to... During his uh, 20-year career he has had in radio. So people, a lot of people feel like the scrutiny that he's going through is just. And a lot of people have been waiting on Charlemagne's downfall. Um, I think why the streets is annoyed with Charlemagne is because during this process, he has sent a lot of lawyers to Hot 97. Uh, they're saying that he's going to sue Hot 97. For defamation of character. He has sent lawyers to Kwame Brown. Cease and desist. To shut the fuck up. Uh, a lot of the streets don't like. 
how Charlemagne reacted to it because they say, well, you know, in the past you said what you had to say. Nobody didn't stop you. You got famous off of other people's pain and exposing people. Now it's happening to you. You want to send lawyers. So from that perspective, I understand why people are upset. But it's a lot of people that's hating that man for no reason. You know what I mean? He sent an apology, and I think that should suffice. I think the the issue with the rape case, so, you know, he listened to this clip where he pretty much put out a statement about the rape case. Oh, you yeah. have something that you want to say about I mean, the, the I case? I just got something I want to say. Um, I, I haven't said anything because I was waiting for more information to come out, and it's been a nutty three weeks. And I've learned a lot about the weight my words have, and I've been reminded about the responsibility I have to watch the way I talk about issues of sexual assault. And new files from my dismissed assault case in South Carolina were, were just released. I think they came out yesterday. And I hope this quashes whatever misconceptions people might have about the case. Um, the documents show that I did everything in my power to fully cooperate with authorities before this case was ultimately dismissed. And to be honest with you, the past three weeks has really made me regret, you know, helping to create an environment that allowed something like this to take place. Like, I'm going to forever regret that. But I cannot take responsibility for a crime that I did not commit. But most importantly, you know, I am praying for healing for the victim. Okay, and I am committed to using my platform that God has blessed me with to do as much good as I possibly can for the rest of my life. Right. And I don't. I don't know if I plan to make any more public public statements on this in the near future, but I just thought that was important for me to say and let everybody know that um, the, the the new files from my dismissed assault case are out there, and I'm sure that they'll hit a bunch of websites and stuff shortly, so you can you can see for yourself. Mm-hmm. This yes. will include like DNA testing and everything. Yes, and statements and witnesses, and all, all that. that. Okay, yes. and this also means that the case. I know we said before it won't be reopened, but this reiterates the case will not be reopened. Um, yeah, according to the solicitor of South Carolina a couple of weeks ago, she definitely said the case won't be reopened. She said that it would be unethical to reopen a case where there was a lack of evidence and the victim wouldn't cooperate. So, yeah. Okay. But, you know, once again, man, most importantly, I'm, I'm praying for healing for the victim, you okay. know, and I, and, I, and I totally regret, you know, creating an environment that allowed for something like that to, to take place. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing this paperwork and reading all this paperwork. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a, soon as soon as other people post it, I'm definitely gonna be reposting it and stuff all day long. So, so that's from a 2018 uh, statement that he made about the situation because it did pop up because uh, Star uh, from Star and Buck Wow show in the early 2000s he has he has his own YouTube channel and he has interviewed the victim of that situation in which she was raped at a party that Charlemagne did throw. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that happened after that, I think uh, Kwame Brown really still tried to uh, throw dirt on Charlemagne's name, even after the uh, cease and desist. He had said that Charlemagne pled to a lesser charge, and that's not true. The charges was dismissed, and the charges that Charlemagne did plead to was what he was guilty of was delinquency of a minor. And that's when you give alcohol to a minor or a situation like that. And I've seen a lot of people online 
saying, you know, how could he give alcohol to a minor as if they were never a minor, as if they were never drinking as a minor or situations when they go to a party where people are in their 20s. And I've been to parties like that. I've I've been to situations when I was growing up where everybody was in their 20s and I'm at the party at 16, 17 years old. That happens. That happens when people think that they're adult and they have parties and shit like that. Um, it's sad that she got raped, and I take that very serious. I take any type of situation like that really serious. But I think that there's multiple groups. That it's people who feel like they have to have mob justice, and this is just cancel culture. You know what I'm saying? They they want to cancel Charlemagne for uh, rape accusation, and he was proven not guilty of rape. He was proven that not even not guilty. The case was dismissed, and there was no DNA on that girl. So we got to throw that out. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I'm not saying that it it didn't happen to the lady, and it did happen, but it wasn't him. And she got a rape kit done right after it happened. It wasn't him, and that's just what we just have to put it out there. It was not him. I think that Charla is in a, a rock and a hard place because his past and his past of speaking on people and what he wants to do now and the the person he wants to be today isn't the person that he has been and how he has climbed the fame and how people know him as. It's just a shitty thing, but, you know, I think that you should hold that and Stop sending the cease and desists on people. You know what I mean? I get it. I mean, for Flex, maybe Flex, because Flex job is in limbo right now. They might fire Flex. Everybody on the internet is talking about Flex. They're saying that Flex should have mind this fucking business and stay out of that situation. He called Charlemagne uh, a pedophile and shit like that. And it, it was proven not guilty. So now Charlemagne's about to sue the shit out of Funkmaster Flex. He has to. He has to. You know what I mean? Just by the way... Just by this whole corporate, you know, thing that he rolled that he's been going on to protect his image. I feel it. I understand it. But, you know, I think from a radio perspective of talking about people, you you can't talk shit about people and then turn around since cease and desist. It just don't look right. And that's just how I, I feel about it. That's the same way I think I fall under that. I don't do live radio, but, you know, I am in some type of broadcasting field where I talk about things and I have to be uh, responsible with the things that I say out of my mouth. I just can't be, you know, shooting all the time and, and not have a regard for how the world looks at things or how my people look at things. I have to be aware of what I'm saying out of my mouth because a lot of people hearing me, a lot of people hear what I got to say. And there's been times I have went down that road and I think it was my first two episodes or my second episode of Big Mozzie in the Capitol where I spoke on things about politics and uh, racial things. And it sounded a little bit crazy. I didn't explain myself properly, but that was my first time actually speaking on social issues and things like that. It, Charlotte would never, ever rise above the conditions unless he actually gets out the game and do what he got to do. I, I, I think uh, this situation is really unfortunate. I think the, the what happened to the victim is unfortunate. It's just that, you know, and uh, you know what I feel about Kwame? I think Kwame is a clout chaser. I, I do feel like he has went through pain at 18 years old. I think he, he constantly mentions the fact that he was an 18-year-old kid. I think that had brung him a lot of pain in his life. But I think that right now, while people are giving him, 15,000 people are tuning into him, it's stroking his ego. 
You know what I'm saying? That I mean, that's a natural human thing is to speak and to want to be heard. And it's I think a person like him, he's he's bashing in the moment. He's enjoying it. He's enjoying that people are finally reporting about him and it's not in a negative light. I think he's really getting a kick out of this shit. And that's why he's bringing up old jokes from 2009. Like those are 2000 jokes. Becky with the good hair. Shit like that shit is corny. Um but I think that's why he's doing that is because, you know, he's finally getting the fame and he's finally getting the recognition that he deserve. And, um, well, that he I guess he puts in the work for he's accepting donations and people paying him hundreds of dollars on live. Every time he gets on live, he's getting paid a lot of money by donations and things like that. I think from that perspective, that that'll make anybody continue to uh, perform and to put on. So. I think it's really unfortunate on all parties. I think it's sad and on everybody. I think Charlotte should have never said what he said about that man's father and family. And he apologized. You know, and I think he apologized. And Kwame Brown still didn't want to accept the apology. And I think, and that kind of rubbed me a wrong way. Because I'm like, yo, the dude apologized. You know, move on from it. But nah, he's, he's calling. Right now, as I'm speaking, he has a live Right now, he's on live, right now talking, saying that we should cancel the Breakfast Club and we shouldn't tune into the Breakfast Club. So he he has this whole tirade or whatever going down. He wants to take down every big... He, he wants to use this this fame, this newfound fame, to say whatever he want to say. And it's it's kind of annoying to me, but it is what it is. I don't control what's popping on social media. Social media controls that. So, you know what I mean? I, I look at it like this. If Charlotte apologized... And we should just take it for what it is. And the whole rape thing, it was proven that his DNA was not in the girl. So we got to stop saying that. All right? Whatever it is, I think they found something. And this happened 20 years ago. They found something that they could tear him down. And they're going to use it. And I, that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? That's just like if I was to do something or I was to be wrapped up in something. And I get big one day and people don't like the things that I say. They're going to use that to bring me down too. So I feel like the social media world. I feel like a lot of black people are trying to bring him down. And they're not trying to acknowledge all of the things that he has done in the last 10 years or whatever the case may be. You know, all of the change he have done in the last 10 years. Because he wasn't like this the whole decade. But he has changed a lot. He has put in the hard work. He has went to therapy. He have, you know, made programs and put back into the community. I don't think people understand that shit. You know, his philanthropic uh, deed to society has been uh, acknowledged. And people have praised him. And I think that, you know, they're waiting. they were waiting on him. They were waiting on a situation that, you know, like this situation has happened before. Like this whole rape situation has came up before. I played the clip from 2018. He has people like Choke No Joke, Star. You know, he has those type of enemies. He has uh, Kevin from Wendy Williams' ex-husband. He wants to take him down. He's, he's Kevin been, or Calvin, whatever his name is. He's been trying to have a smear campaign on Charlemagne for the last 10 years. And it hasn't happened. Um, he feel like he made Charlemagne, which he did. He gave Charlemagne an opportunity many years ago in South Carolina. And um, 
he feels like, hey, I gave him this opportunity and he's doing success. He owes me, he owes me some type of recognition. So Charlemagne and him been beefing for years. And I think that he rapped Funkmaster Flex and all of this. And it's just nasty. So I don't know how this is going to end for Funkmaster Flex. But from what I'm hearing right now on the rumor mill is that Charlemagne is suing Hot 97 radio station. And it is crazy. So I don't know, man. Um, more power to everyone. Uh, I hope all parties get through this shit because it's really nasty. It just it's just a bunch of black people tearing each other down. You know what I'm saying? I was just telling somebody in the comments on Facebook. It's hard to do what Charlemagne has done with the whole Black Effect Network. Now I might not agree on how many podcasts he have you know promoted by giving all these famous people platforms. I think it it kind of uh, drains out the real. Core podcasters who are doing the hard work Like me and other people Who are putting in the fucking hard work And learning the craft I think it drains us out I feel like he doesn't make it organic He's just saying hey Here's a platform full of black podcasters Go to these people And I think that that's kind of fucked up Because it's like okay Where are you getting the natural engagement from? And I think that's why the podcast network isn't as big as he thought it was going to be. Because at the end of the day, people of color isn't in the podcast space yet. Not just making podcasts, but they're not listening. You know what I'm saying? So we have uh, a lack of listeners within the, you know, people of color, you know, within the podcast space. And I feel like that has to be, you know, noticed. Even me, I have thought about it, too. I have came to certain situations where I said, you know, let me fuck this. Fuck the podcast. You know, it's it's not working. Maybe I need to get a new podcast with a, a niche idea where I'm talking about a certain thing and that that's all I talk about. Or maybe, you know, I've, I've thought about that. You know, I'm not going to lie because at the end of the day, I'm making a podcast where I'm speaking to the culture and the culture don't show up. And it's, it's kind of fucked up. It's, it, it's, it's really sad, but... You know, I just got to keep working, putting in the hard work. And I and I acknowledge Charlemagne's hard work. I acknowledge that. I might not agree with it, but I acknowledge it. And I see somebody like him continuing to become better and continuing to be a, a, a better person. And I think that we should all pay attention to that. But, you know, we are wrapped up into... Uh, bringing people down, canceling people. That's just that's just where our focus is as a society. And I think when we look back 20 years from now or 30 years from now, we're going to maybe 100 years from now, one of the mistakes humans want to have is not letting each other make mistakes. As humans, we have to make mistakes. As humans, we have to grow from something. And that's why a lot of the times we fight with each other and we a lot of times I don't feel like we're going to have a peaceful world is because we don't have enough adversity. You know what I'm saying? We don't have enough adversity within the world itself because at the end of the day, this is the most safest time to live in society is our society now. No time is more safer than this one. You know what I'm saying? You can say what we want about racism or whatever the case may be, but racism has never been this low compared to past histories. And that's and I could prove that. You know what I'm saying? So uh I think that, you know, we we are missing adversity and that's a lot of the times why we complain. That's a lot of the times why we are always fighting with each other is because we're not out there fighting beers and we're not out there fucking, you know, 
hunting for food and things like that. You can just go to a grocery store. Everything is so easy for us. So, yes, when it comes to people that make mistakes, people make one mistake and then we ready to just tear them down. We're not even letting that person rehabilitate themselves. It it's a real sad time we living in. I I feel bad bringing kids into this world, you know, because they're not going to understand that we are human and that's part of being human. You know what I'm saying? Part of being human is fucking up. Uh, that's it for me this week. Peace. I just hope this money take the pain away. And I've been trying to save my money for a rainy day. But I just bought that rose truck to take the pain away.